Welcome to another episode of the Awareness Advantage Podcast, where leaders who are good at getting stuff done become great leaders to influence and inspire people. I'm your U.S. co-host and best-selling author, Kevin McCarthy, joined by my good friend, Canadian business partner, and best-selling author, Licky Labji. If you have not yet done so, click subscribe so you never miss an episode. And now, the Awareness Advantage Podcast. What is respect? You know, if you're going to build a team, if you're going to have a culture that's a high trust, high functioning type culture, respect is part of that. You can't have trust if there's no respect. But what is respect and what does it look like? And how do you, how do you earn respect or how do, how do you expect others to earn your respect? If you have an individual who is not performing in the job, but you have to respect the job they do. You might not like them, but you have to respect the job they do. It's very difficult to respect them. So you're saying that they're doing their job. No, they're not doing their job. They're underperforming. They're underperforming, but you have to respect them? No, you have to respect the job they do because the job has to get done one way or another. So you have people you work with. You might not like each other, but you have to respect the job they do. So that comes to the part where it gets hard to respect a person who does not do the job because they're under. So you have to respect the role, basically, right? Correct. <laughs> that kind of goes. See you rolling your eyes, Kevin. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm, he's, yeah, he's thinking. So am I. I'm trying. This is a yeah, piecing this together. You know. Um, so I, I started a sketching out a book you know, several years ago. It's on its back burner, but it was uh, earned the earned the leadership factor. And there was going to be a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a metaphor, but basically it was going to take the life of uh, Officer Howard and how he earned the respect of all the men in prison without having to uh, use his baton or leverage his badge or his title. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like you, you know, sometimes we have to respect the title. We have to respect the role, but you have no respect for the person in the role, right? Yep. So that person is leveraging if they're in any leadership level management level they're leveraging their title they're not earning their their respect so right. it's only the title that brings them any level of respect and some people are delusional to think that they're respected because they have the title right so what do you do like what does it look like to for somebody to earn your respect one would be do the job that they're supposed to be doing based on your comments there right Trudy? What else? How, how does somebody earn your respect in, in the workplace or out of the workplace? How does somebody earn your respect? Uh, I'm going to ask a follow-up question, Kevin. Um, are you saying that you have to like that person to respect them? No, respect stands by itself. Yeah. I think a big factor for me, if I'm going to give respect to somebody else, is outside of title, outside of space they may be in or that I may be in, is the authenticity. Do you walk your talk and do you talk your walk, right? Like, do you follow through? Are you authentic? Do you truly believe in it? What, whatever it is that you do and, and the environment that surrounds you with it? Because if you don't, if there's even a small bit of hesitation in your own authenticity, I pick up on that. And then I feel that you don't self-respect. And so without self-respect, it's really hard for me to give you respect because you're second guessing yourself every step of your, your, your process. And you're unsure. 
So if you're committing to yourself and you're being authentic and you're showing the world that your authentic nature is, and I get it, in certain circumstances, we can't necessarily show everything, especially, you know, workplace, staff, whatever. But I still look for that grain of authenticity. Are you as true to yourself as you can be in any given circumstance? And that is where I start. Yeah, And I guess as we were talking about that, you know, we walk through the streets and we see a stranger and do you respect that person off the bat? Do you not respect that person off the bat? Do they deserve the respect or not? Whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're going through. That's where the question was, do you have to like them to respect them? So the answer is no, but can you respect a stranger as well? without any history of a relationship. I think it may come back to their actions. Again, you know, do you walk the walk, talk the talk? Perfect. You know, a stranger, they see them do something, you know, that then you're like, you're, you're willing to commend them respect for that action. I mean, you don't know them. They don't know you. You know, it's not a matter of liking anyone. It's, I think it's more to me related in the actions of myself or others. Hi, Kevin, this is a thought-provoking conversation you created today. It's really a deep one. It seems like it's not, but it's very much a deep conversation. What would be sort of the fundamental level of respect or, or is there a fundamental level of respect that we should all give to one another regardless? Of our actions, let, let, let me let me uh, let me throw this out for some feedback. So one of the reasons that Officer Howard, one of the one of the only guards in the federal prison, who actually had the respect of all of the men, anybody who knew him, you guys maybe not, but is because he treated everybody as human beings and as having some level of worth and value. He didn't place any levels on that. He just treated you like you're a human, you have value, you're, you're worthy of taking your next breath, that kind of thing. So I, I, I ponder that and think, well, that seems to be the, the basic fundamental level of respect that we all should give to one another, regardless of how well we know one another, right? That person on the street you're just talking about, the fact that they're alive, the fact that they're a human being, the fact that they're trying to navigate their way through life, doesn't that deserve some level of respect, regardless of who they are outside of that initial impression? Is that a safe statement? I think it's a safe statement for sure. And I was actually thinking of that as you went into, into that, that part. And, and, you know, it was already mentioned that respect at different levels and for different reasons in different scenarios, but it's also how, right? The people factor, how do you treat other people and how do you want to be treated? The, the, the back and forth of that and, and not intended to be judgmental. I'm paying attention to how you treat other people because that does form my level of respect. If you have ill respect of everyone else, but demand respect for yourself, you're certainly not getting it from me. Good, good insight. The words you just used, I demand respect. And I, I guess anytime I hear the words demanding respect, I go the opposite way. 
But saying that, do we not just respect everyone for whatever they stand for, whatever they are? I mean, you could have had a bad relationship. You could have had an ex. Do you still respect that person? May not have gotten along, but may have gotten sideways in the relationship, but do you still respect that person? If a stranger comes up to you and starts harassing you, do you not respect that person? Or do you respect that person for what they're dealing with? Different levels yeah. of respect. Yeah. So are you saying we respect everybody? I'm just I'm just asking the question. I'm I'm just I'm going through this whole process just, just like you are, and I'm thinking about all the people in my life. Good, bad, ugly. Do I still respect every single one of those people? And I'm coming up to my own answer is yeah, I, I do respect them all for what they are. May not get along with them, may not agree with them, but I still respect them. That's just me. And that's a question I'm asking. Do we just respect everyone? You respect them in what way? Well, I guess that's the question, right? What is respect then? Like, how do you? What does that look like? I respect the person as who they are. I may not respect or I may not agree with what they do or how they do things, but them as a person, respect to me is, well, it's interesting. You can't, I can't even articulate that, the word. It's just, it's just a feeling. It's just like, okay, you're just a human being and not just that you are a human being. And the word respect just comes to my mind. Like everybody here, I don't know everybody really well, but I still respect every single one of you. And I'm going back to a couple of conflicts I've had in my past, and I still am leaning towards saying, I still respect that person. Can't stand that person, but I still respect them. You know, what, what was coming to mind on that was, so, so kind of based on what you, what you just described, would, would you say that you don't, you know, like you wouldn't use the phrases like, you know, earn or lose respect for for people, I'm having a hard. I'm having yeah, a hard time I mean, that, that personally that's because I, I'm just looking and like, do you? I, I guess do you earn more respect and you mm-hmm. earn less respect? I think yeah, because well, because because I, I was thinking what you know because what Kevin put about you know like the human you know human dignity you know kind of like that being like a baseline. It's like okay, you know, you can have you know I respect that you know you can have your opinions, you can have your beliefs, all that kind of stuff, but but. You know, so so there may be some sort of baseline where where I, where I guess in my mind I'm thinking, well, you you can go up, or you could you know you could go down from that. It's, it means there's still some respect, but it's kind of more on this like continuum. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's what I'm struggling with. I wonder if this metaphor would work. So respect, like we there's this warehouse that we store respect. Right, and we can increase or deplete uh, inventory. Respect is the inventory, right, in this warehouse. So if if I meet somebody or, or hear of somebody, or just the, the mere fact that they're a human being, on um, you know, navigating their own journey, trying to figure out life, instant and automatic respect. Like I, they they don't have to earn it. They they have a level of respect from that standpoint. But the more I get to know them, trust them, understand them. I think that warehouse fills up. I, they earn more respect. Uh, the more I find out things that are contrary, you know, bad character, bad actions, you know, not performing at the job, things like that, then maybe that inventory gets depleted. Um, 
I don't know if that metaphor works or if it does, if it's too broad. I think there's different levels of respect. I think there, I think we can compartmentalize for lack of a better term. If there's a better term, I want to know about it. Um, where we've got, you know, we can respect and not respect in the same human being. Right. So I, uh, I'm going to step on a limb here and bring up a polit political situation. Uh, well, I have zero respect for Donald Trump as a human being. I mean, I give him human dignity, respect, right? It's like, he's got the right, like everybody else to make his own choices. But as a, as a person of character, I think he lacks significantly. And it, I think he's shown that publicly way too many times, but as a former leader, I feel like I respect many of his choices and many of his bold willings, you know, willingness to do, you know, make some hard choices. So, you know, on one hand, and I didn't vote for him, by the way, but on one hand, I should qualify that. I, I didn't vote for anybody because I'm a felon. <laughs> but, you know, I think you can have respect for some things and not respect for others. What do you think? Uh, am, am I off base or is that possible? Is it all or nothing with somebody? I think that's what the conversation here is looking like. It looks like there there is respect. Even, you know, let's use Mr. Trump as an example. Uh, to be a leader in that position, there's respect for that, just to be that, they, to step up and do that. Now, agree or not agree with his platform or whatever else, do you lose respect or does this just go lower? Do you still respect the person for what he did? Not the outcome, but what he did to stand up to take that role. And, I'm, and, I, and it's interesting, I'm getting this conversation a lot right now to me saying, I respect you for taking what you're taking on. And they may or may not agree with the party that I'm with, but they still say, I respect you for taking this on. So it's interesting. Uh, Kevin, you've actually stopped me today. <laughs> I don't have all the answers. I'm throwing this out for yeah. open dialogue. Cause this, I feel like this is really an important subject to really contemplate because we don't think about it. We just, you know, I just, I don't like, I don't respect them or I respect them or whatever. We don't really think process this. And yet respect has such a huge role in building a trust environment that is probably worth breaking it out and trying to figure out what does that look like? I can respect you as a person, especially let's, let's say you, you've got, you know, somebody in the workplace, great character, like always following through on their, on what they say they're going to do. But they make a lot of mistakes, innocent mistakes. So they're not necessarily performing well. They want to, their heart's in the right place, right? So you, you, you maybe, maybe you can respect them as a person when it comes to their character, you know, who they are, but maybe, maybe you don't have as much respect for the role that they're trying to fill. It's like you're in the wrong spot. Maybe we should move you out of this role. It's not working well. Rudy. Can that also go the opposite way though? you respect the job they do because they do it very well and they're very good at it, but they're a person who won't go above and beyond, comes in late, so you don't respect that side of the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. In fact, I think sometimes in leadership, whatever level of that would be, I think sometimes we promote people based on their performance and overlook the idea that they have no character. They're not, they're not a good person. They're not a good leader. 
they're not, they, you know, people don't respect them as a, as a leader, but yet they get the job done. So we end up promoting them. And what we end up doing is creating this hierarchy in an organization that creates a place where there it's hard to build trust because you've got people in the positions that though they're masters of process and they're messing everything up when it comes to people, right? So that's sort of the opposite. Yeah. We got to respect you. You're the you know, vice president. Boy, nobody likes you. <laughs> Don't treat that's people. A, that's a whole new conversation, Kevin, that you're getting into values for me. That, that's. That's, you know, I, I work with a lot of sales organizations where they keep on elevating the best salesperson to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And what that's telling me is that the actual CEO is very value driven on the bottom line and not about people. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a, that's a totally different conversation, but there's still respect in all of that. What triggered to me was what is the blind spot that is actually getting you to not respect somebody? Is it your own? perception of them or is it their own actions i want to jump in a little further to that licky is it not even your own perception but is it because you've placed so many expectations on yourself for very specific things and the individuals either in your team or in your department or people that you just know in day-to-day life don't meet the expectations you've placed on yourself because you may knowingly or unknowingly place those expectations on other people I just want to jump into that briefly for Trudy, who mentioned somebody, you know, showing up late and I respect that. And I want people to be on time when they need to be, but I am routinely is not the word. I'll use statistically late for work. It is part of how my morning routine goes. It is. I, I, I just am. I mean, I'm within five minutes of a start time, if you may, but I am statistically late. But above and beyond at 110% when I'm in this space, yeah, absolutely. But I kind of arrive when I arrive and it's not necessarily intentional to show up late. And I don't want to be perceived as the, you know, the person in the office who is always late and that, you know, slacker or whatever else comes behind that. But it is something that I so process driven because everything for me needs to be that way or I'm in absolute chaos. I still am not successful. I'm either, I could be 20 minutes early or I'm five or 10 minutes late. And it's, it's, I've never bang on the mark. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about someone who strolls in work starts at eight and they stroll in between nine 30 and 10. Okay. That's absolutely different. Fair. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It, it's an excuse after excuse changes. It, it doesn't matter. That's just, so I would love to say it's a perception issue, but it's, it's reality. And Randall, as you were talking about that, that hyperachiever in me and the OCD in me kick comes in and says, because of my hyperachiever, my OCD, am I not respecting that person for doing it my way? And it's not. It's not the respect. It's just my own blind spot that's getting elevated. And I've got to realize that as well. And I think we need to realize that in, in everybody, right? And, and what expectations are we transferring that are unfair because their expectations of ourselves, and we want everybody to live to our level where that can't be the case, right? Not everybody is going to be in the same. I get it. I'm a high achiever. I'm an influential. I'm an ID, uh, ADHD and OCD. And so OCD keeps some of that ADHD in line, but I tell you, there's an awful lot of chaos that could happen up here. And so I really have to stop and take stock of where 
other people are at and what their expectations of me are. And usually it comes down to a conversation where we're missing something and opening up, use the word here, opening up that blind spot to really, why do I always show up late? five minutes, right? That's different than an hour and a half. That's totally different story. But why are we so off? And is it because you have an expectation of me and I didn't meet your expectation? Was your expectation fair or was it a transfer of your own expectation that you expect everybody else around you to meet that same level and creating an unfair space for everybody and and not allowing any room to excel or to improve because your own expectations will never be that. Yeah, that's uh, well, the whole blind spot concept there it's, um, and expectation is a big part of it. So sometimes we project or we, uh, we respect or not respect somebody based on what our expectation is based on our, our own belief or our own value system. Or so, you know, we say, well, because this person doesn't believe the way I believe, I just don't respect them. I don't respect the, the, their, their belief system. Right. Or we, you know, we make, we cast judgment, if you will, based on what, you know, people who are like us or not like us. And, you know, that's another, as you, you know, Randall was saying, it's like, that's just another area we need to be cognizant. It's like, why don't I respect them? You know, is it, is it because of, you know, just our differences of, of values our differences of how we look at the world, you know, or is it truly because they have you know, done something or said something or are a certain way that, you know, that, uh, I cannot simply cannot respect. I mean, you do not respect the entire person or can you still respect as Licky said, can you still respect people at a rudimentary or fundamental level and yet not respect certain aspects of the, that person, you know, their actions their beliefs, their words, whatever the possible to have both. I think it is possible to have both and maybe looking at it differently. Maybe it's that Trudy is, I don't know if desire is the right word, but or seeking a connection with this person. And how, how do I make a better connection with them? You know, that will eventually change their behavior. I think you're touching on powerful concept there of connection. Connection's huge. And yet, so it's lacking so often. It's really having true, you know, what, and what is connection? Right. It, it's really knowing and being known, right? It's being seen, you know, it's being accepted for who you are and not necessarily mm-hmm. respected for all of who you are, but it's being, it's, I know you and I'm, I don't, I still don't agree. You know, I, it's mm-hmm. like, how well do you, you know, Trudy and just. You, know, you don't have to go into specifics, but just to use your example, right? It's like if somebody is constantly has this cavalier attitude about just showing up whenever they feel like showing up with total disregard to the rest of the team and you know, the performance of the team. It's like, that's certainly a bad choice, potentially a bad choice. We don't know that. I don't know this person, but you know, it's, there certainly appears to be bad choices, cavalier and bad attitudes. But is there a connection? And then is there empathy? You know, how can I learn to understand where this person's coming from so that maybe I can have, you know, check myself. Maybe I don't necessarily know that I have to still respect them, but at least maybe I can understand them better. You know, I, and I'm not saying this is this, I'm just using that example, Trudy. I'm not, I don't know anything about this person. 
and so it's the idea of connection and empathy where we're, I, I feel like sometimes we're fast to make judgments. We being just the collective human race, uh, we tend, you know, we tend to be more quick on passing judgment, you know, based on, you know, actions or patterns of action sometimes, but, and then don't pursue the idea of understanding, you know, which is empathy, right? Connection. I also think this goes back to strong leadership versus not so strong leadership, because if you have a team that does not have those connections, like we're talking about, then it does have an effect on the respect and trust of that team. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. So here's true vulnerability. When I was in high school, I was always late. The high anxiety that I had going to school, the social anxiety I had caused stomach issues. And I couldn't ever be on time for school. And the more I was late, the more my anxiety kicked in. The more my anxiety kicked in, the more stomach issues I had. And that stopped the day my counselor pulled me into his office and said, Licky, what's going on? What do you need help with? And when I let him know what I was dealing with, I started becoming on time, getting there on time. My anxiety went away because I had somebody familiar in the school that understood what I was going through and allowed me to be who I was. So I guess I, I share this because we don't know what the other person is going through and why. And I always say, because I've gone through it, I always look at the opposite saying, I need to know, understand what that person is dealing with and going through so that I can work with that person. I just want to share that. I mean, we, it, there's so many different things. My son goes through that as well through work right now. And we know that there's no pressure on him. We work through that with him. But lucky that goes into being vulnerable and sharing those things. And if that trust doesn't exist or there's some form of not a connection, how do you express yourself? You don't. And I mean, listen, um, nobody is born vulnerable and that's the worst. Like when you, when I was dealing with it, I was totally against it. Like I wouldn't talk to anybody about it. I was afraid to tell people about this. So it takes time. And again, I'm not saying that's what this person is dealing with. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that could be a, a, a something. Vulnerability is a, is a tool and it's a, it's a pattern that you have to build yourself. But it all comes from con a connection. My shift was that counselor connected with me at a human level and a true caring level. Not because it wasn't for him, because I was showing up, because I was getting all these tardy things, showing up to my report card. It wasn't about that. He put all of that aside. He really cared about me. And that's all it was. Yeah, I think, Diana, there's um, what I call the uh, vulnerability trust conundrum. You have to have trust in order to be vulnerable, but you have to be vulnerable in order to build trust. So it's like, like in this culture, this team culture, you know, it's and Trudy hit it on the nail on the head. It's like, this really takes the leader stepping up and then first being vulnerable. If you take it upon yourself, and this is where the risk comes in. Some of you are more risk adverse than others, risk tolerant than others. But if you took it upon yourself to say, you know what, I'm going to take the first steps to be vulnerable in, in any relationship, whatever it is, you'll open the door for the other person to be vulnerable. They may not happen right away, but the more vulnerable you become, the, the more opportunity you open up 
or others around you to be vulnerable. Um, a classic example, my, uh, my ex-wife gave me an alternative choice. She's like, do you want to go to marriage counseling or do you want to go to this group, uh, home group session? And it was a 12 week marriage, you know, Christian marriage program. And I was like, well, I don't need counseling. So let's just, I'll do that with you. Let's go check that out. I have my stupidity, my arrogance. But we sat in there in this living room, I don't know, maybe a dozen couples. And then uh, there was, I didn't realize this was graduation night for the 12 week program. And it was sort of the recruitment for the next group. And so, uh, this young couple who I, uh, sized up real quick that I respected because the guy was dressed business professional, you know, seemed that we were similar of age, seemed like, you know, okay, I, I, I can respect this person. And he started out the conversation telling all these strangers in the living room that he had had an affair on his wife, uh, as a airline flight attendant and, um, how that they were on the brink of divorce. They found this group, then went through the course and they got a lot of work to do, but blah, 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 blah. Um, and they were standing there, you know, hand in hand and you know, working towards res, you know, restoration. I hadn't had an affair or anything like that on my wife, but his vulnerability changed my posture from arms folded, closed off thinking to, oh my gosh, if this guy can be that open and that vulnerable, then yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I've got things to learn. Maybe I'm, I need to be open and willing. And so we ended up going through the course, not just once, but twice, and then became leaders and talked to, you know, brought others through the course. It was all because of his willingness to be vulnerable that changed the atmosphere completely. If we can do something like that in the workplace, I'm not saying dump all your dirty laundry or inappropriately, but if we can be vulnerable and just, Hey, you know, I, I'm human, I screwed up or I make mistakes or you know, this scares me or I'm not quite sure, you know, whatever that is, then it opens up the other person's to also start being vulnerable. And then that connection can really begin. As you were saying that, and I was thinking about this earlier, empathy, vulnerability, respect, that are kind of all intertwined. Yeah. I'm still not sure that we've really fleshed out respect. It's a, it's a, the deep conversation probably going to need more work. I think there's different levels of respect. I think there's different kinds of respect. I think yeah, you can respect and not respect somebody in the same, you know, at the same time. Respect them certainly as a human, but not respect some of their behaviors, their choices, maybe even some of their values or lack of integrity or lack of character. I'm just reading the, the three uh, meanings of respect that I post in the chat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. And then the other one says, do you regard for their feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of others? And the last one is interesting. Admire someone or something deeply as a result of their abilities, qualities, or achievements. They're all, except for the middle one, the first one and last one are more about the person's role and what they do. And the middle one is about them, the human rights of that, like the, the person who they are. I guess it goes back to your example of Trump, right? Respect the role, maybe not the person, but respect the person for taking on that role. Maybe not be the outcome or the, you believe in the value system, 
So now, do you have a deep admiration for that person? Most likely not. Do you respect the person for the role? Most likely. Do you have feelings for that person? Most likely not. So there's that. I think there's respect in, in my world. It looks like there's always respect there. It's just either up or down depending on the role of the person. Well, I think for me, like in Trudy's situation, I mean, I respect her for talking about it. Well, for one, but I mean, certainly for me, that would be, I see it as an uncomfortable, difficult conversation with this person and just saying, no, I'm feeling vulnerable because I'm not connected with our leadership. And I think the rest of the team is feeling the same. And, you know, how can we have this conversation? Hey, I'm letting you know my vulnerability with this. You know, just start the conversation that I just, we're disconnected from our leader. And the, you know, the entire team is really becoming aware of it for this reason. And, you know, what can we do? What, what other conversations can we have to reconnect everybody? with the leader. That's really difficult. Oh, and I can see it being extremely uncomfortable. One of my, my latest posts, Tracy, was totally about being uncomfortable. That is our growth space. That is where we learn our, our edges and what really is the edge and how much further past it we can push. And, and I mean, it has been said multiple times, growth comes from uncomfortable places. Uh, Einstein's quote, I think, was used in this room, if not last week, the week before, about change can't happen with the same thinking that created the problem in the first place. I've used a lot of these just in my own interactions over the last couple of weeks, just, just trying to really understand myself and, and expectations of myself, but then those same uncomfortable conversations that I can have with other people and, and being vulnerable and being empathetic, but knowing that change isn't a comfortable space, right? It, it, you want to see growth or opportunity within yourself, your organization, your team, whatever it might be. It's supposed to sting a little. It, it's going to expose some of those areas that you may not know have existed. The unfortunate part is when it comes to a, a leadership conversation, sometimes the leader's not open to those conversations. Or when you sit down and tell somebody, I am struggling, right? Your power statement of I am, I will, I can. If they don't hear you, then your vulnerable, uncomfortable conversation is really just you talking to a wall. I mean, that's a leadership problem. So I know when somebody comes into my space, I'm struggling. I need help. Something's not working. Those are exactly, okay, let me close off everything I'm doing. Let's really hear what you have to say. And, and I do usually like to somewhere interject with, are you asking for advice? Are you asking for a solution? Or you just need me to hear where you are today. And if they don't want advice and they don't want a solution, I just have to listen. That's part of the job. Right? I'm a nutrition coach in another world. I can tell people what to change and what to adjust and what small things they can do. But if they're not willing to make those changes or, or they're just needing to express their frustrations with a specific thing, I do like to ask, are you asking for my advice or a solution to your problem? Or are you just needing to just give some air to something that's really bothering you? And once it's out in the open, you're willing to move on. Hey, Kevin, I need to respect people's time here. It's not. It is. Uh, the hour. <clears throat> respect. Right. 
hey, it's been another great conversation. And I think we should continue this thought process on uh, respect, empathy, and how do we connect more with the people around us. Until next time, uh, we hope to see you next Thursday or any Thursday and every Thursday that you can join us here at BS Breakthrough Thursdays. Until then, make it a great week, everybody. Thanks for coming. Bye for now. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Awareness Advantage podcast brought to you weekly by the leadership team at Blind Spots Global, a multinational, multicultural leadership development organization specializing in transforming managers who are good at getting stuff done into great leaders who can influence and inspire others to achieve their best. If you have not yet subscribed, please do so now so you will never miss an episode. If you would like to join our live virtual studio audience and participate in the conversations, visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. We hope to see you there.